the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. If you look at a photo of onions, most of us would just see onions, but not Facebook for some reason. There's this produce company out of St. John's. They sell seeds, actually. And they had their advertisement for Walla Walla onions flagged. The picture shows five onions in a basket. Facebook flagged it and said, this product is overtly sexualized. Now, to be (laughs) fair, the Facebook algorithm that caught it probably saw kind of the flesh-colored skin on the onion and all the round curves. There is a lot of curves. I don't see anything jumping out at me, really, other than round and curvy. They look like good onions. They look like really good onions. Walla Walla onions are one of the best. To be fair, the Walla Walla onions, probably the sexiest of the onions. The Walla Wallas. Totally. They are sexy onions. And, if- and Vidalias, dude. Come on. So farmers out there, you got to be careful how you advertise your product. Some vegetables, fruits can look kind of sexual, I guess. Dolly Parton, we all know her. We love her. She's so nice. The next thing on her bucket list is to pose for Playboy again. At the age of 75, her birthday's in January. She did it back in 1978, but it was very tasteful. Never appeared nude, and she said it's the same this time. I want to pose for Playboy, but it's got to be in good taste. I googled Dolly Parton Playboy for research. Are they in good taste, the original ones? They're in good taste. Yeah. There you go. Is management going to get in touch with me about my web history now? Maybe. Maybe. We thought maybe this might make Dolly Parton the oldest person to model for Playboy. Well, and I think it might. Uh, Jane Seymour did it at age 67. Was she the medicine woman? She was Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Right. (laughs) Every episode was like, you're a doctor, but you're a woman. Women can't be doctors. Back in the old horse and buggy times. Yeah, it was Little House on the Prairie meets House MD. It was a pretty good show. Pretty good show. You watched Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? We used to watch it. It was the only thing on. Kids, that was way back in 1974. We had to turn the antenna for that one. That's how old I am. That was when televisions worked on antenna. Turn the antenna! Kids, electricity had just been invented, and Matt Hussey and his family watched Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Turn that antenna. I want to see that medicine woman. It's too fuzzy. Keep playing with it. There she is. Outer space is finally getting woke. There's a new space toilet. (laughs) It's NASA's first new space potty in decades, apparently. It costs $23 million. It's made of titanium, and it's better suited for women. Yeah, the way the inside of the bowl is shaped, because women and men do number one different, men kind of do it in one direction, women, it's a little different spray, I guess, designed so that the pee doesn't float all over the place because it's weightless in space, designed to get everything in in one shot. You don't want to miss because it just starts to float away. When you're a woman, like nothing is designed correctly. Uh And then you got this space agency and they spend billions every single year designing like the perfect things for space, but the toilet still doesn't work for you and it takes like decades and decades for them to finally design a toilet that works for your body. And there's been several women up in space and what they're doing too is they're preparing for SpaceX because they're bringing citizens up there now. Yeah, the Tesla company, SpaceX. Men and women. They gotta have maybe a men's room and a girls room now up there. And I kind of wanted to highlight (laughs) this story because this is a true story and it is ridiculous. Sally Ride, she's a physicist and she went into space I want to say 1984, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And NASA was talking to her about her female needs. And she was going up for a week. She was going up in the space shuttle for one week. And they said, hey, we want to send some tampons with you. You're going up for a week. What do you need? 
100 tampons. 100? 100. And she's like, no, that seems kind of high. Seems like a high number. And when she went up to space, I swear this is true. They tied all her tampons together by the string. So it was like a a sausage link. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, that's Uh. uh, NASA. It's NASA engineering, a bunch of dudes engineering stuff. So you get this is why it's important to get women involved in all facets of society so we can make it better for everybody. Absolutely. Talked to senior climatologist David Phillips. I said, hey, you got an idea what winter's going to look like? And he said, well, because it was a warmer than normal summer in Lake Huron, especially warm. And it's likely to stay fairly warm throughout October and November. Moisture goes from Lake Huron up into the air. And as we get cold weather systems from the north, that moist air combines with the cold air, heavier snowfalls earlier on. Yikes. So some winter driving going on a little earlier than we expect. You know how I base how the winter's going to be is how early early they get the road close signs out at the Amberley's general store. And it's closed so often there that they just keep the signs next to the road. <laughs> they don't even take it back to the depot. <laughs> you see those signs at the Amberley general store, you know things are about to happen. You know it's time to put the winter tires on. Goddard drivers have been preparing for winter all year long by doing 30 kilometers an hour in a 50 zone. Yes. So we are prepared in the We're town ready. of Goddard. <laughs> Throughout the week, I eat spectacularly. Clean eating, I exercise, it's great. And then on the weekend, no holds barred, I eat everything I see. Yeah. So when I come into work on Monday, because of all the sugar, all the fat, all the salt, I'm all bloated. I'm fatty, fat, fat face. Yeah, your body sees the weekend coming and just wants to escape. But there's no escaping what you're going to put in your mouth. So whenever I'm in the bathroom, I wash my hands looking in the mirror. I can All I can see is this bloated fat face staring back. Well, that's fine. It's okay to let the rules go on the weekend. Enjoy what you eat, but you got to eat less salt and carbs and processed foods. Yeah, apparently what happens is your body is like, hey, you've had a lot of salt and salt dehydrates you, so we're just going to hold on to all this water in your face specifically. We're going to put it in your face where you can see it. And where everybody else in your life can see it. As a warning, don't do this to me on the weekends. And we're going to put some in your butt so your (laughs) pants don't fit properly. And you got to wear sweatpants to work every day. What a cruel joke. Well, you're going to have to have some ginger, some coconut, some turmeric, and lemons. supposed to help. I heard lemon water helps. So maybe that can be your breakfast on Monday mornings. Are these all anti-bloating solutions? Yeah. Zucchini, too. Don't forget zucchini. You could have like a zucchini salad with ginger, coconut, and lemons. The issue with zucchini is everybody is growing it and nobody wants to eat it themselves. I got messages from three people this zucchini season being like, hey, we have so much zucchini. Do you want some? Take it. Take my zucchini. I'll pay you to take it. Oh, my God. Did I mention it helps with the bloating? Oh, then I'll take four pounds. There you go. Take all the zucchini. Health officials telling restaurants... Lower the music. Turn it down. Turn down the music. It's too loud. The health officials sounding old all of a sudden. <laughs> we, we make them sound old, but they sound perfectly middle-aged. Perfectly fine, and there's good logic behind them telling the restaurants to turn down the PA system because they say if the music's loud, then people have to talk louder to each other while they're sitting at their tables, and then they spit more and then spread the COVID more. Why are you yelling into the microphone? It picks up your voice fine. Given an example, if the music's too loud, you can't talk properly. Fair enough. Especially 
people losing their hearing, like me. There's actually a great local restaurant that does this, the Ben Miller Inn. Saturday nights before the pandemic, they hired this wonderful musician just softly sang in the corner. Hey. And you can enjoy your meal, enjoy your beer. It was fantastic. Uh, that's me. That was, that was our own Matt Hussey. And so I've been playing a few places and turning things down a little you bit. Just turn it down a little bit. Yes, you want people to be able to talk quietly, not spread yeah. the COVID. That's right. I have, a, I have a story from when I saw you once. Okay. Because Trish the Dish and I went to the Ben Miller Inn. We said, hey, let's go see Matt perform. We'll have a beer. Sit by the fireplace. Sit by the fireplace. And she, she got kind of mad because I was paying more attention to you than to her. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's like, you keep looking at Matt. Stop looking at Matt. <laughs> But that'd be kind of normal when you go see a performer to look at them. But is is your job to be the performer or to like be background? More background. Yeah, fair enough. But you were awkwardly staring at me. But you're my pal, and you were you're you're good. You're a good okay. performer. So I was I was watching you sing your songs, and it was I guess disrupting the mood. It was super <laughs> awkward for me too. If you want to completely kill the mood with your loved one, go see Matt Hussey perform at the Ben Miller Inn. And also, if your favorite restaurant is playing music you don't like, you have a good excuse to tell them to turn it down. Turn it down. Turn off that medieval folk. Rock enough Conway Twitty. I've had enough of the pirate metal. Pirate metal? That is an actual genre. Pirate metal. I need to look into that. Do you perform any pirate metal? No. You should start. Ben Miller in. Make sure you get Mad Hussey to perform more pirate metal. Then you wouldn't stare at me. I would stare more. There's a produce seed company out of St. John's having a good laugh after Facebook flagged their picture of onions in a basket as overtly sexual. To be fair, those onions were round. A lot of curves on the onions. Why don't they just use it? Have fun with it. We figured we'd do some sexy advertising for some local farms. You won't look at parsnips the same when you visit Firmly Rooted Farm in Belgrave. You'll be saying, oh boy, when you try their bok choy. Some call them turnips. But make no mistake, Hubbard's rutabagas and Blythe are waxed up and ready for your next meal. Hubbard's is for lovers. Ooh. Wrap your mouth around a pink lady from Blake's Apple Orchard in Brussels. Crunch, crunch, ladies. Meeting place organic farm has fresh organic hand-picked produce so fresh out of the ground they may even still be dirty. Get your plump Thanksgiving bird from Hater's Turkey Farm in Dashwood. Gobble, gobble. The hills are alive at Hillsview. Our thick and juicy onions will have you crying for more. And our long green and ripe cucumbers are so plump they're ready to burst. Those are actual ads. We just put sexy music behind them. Uh, you put sexy music behind anything, it becomes sexy. Anything can sound sexy. Beautiful Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan. You've never been to Blaine Lake. You don't know if it's beautiful. Well, there's a lake there. It has to be nice. Some lakes are awful. Oh, yeah. It does look kind of flat and boring. I'm <laughs> Have you been at to Lake Erie before? Yeah, <laughs> true enough. Yeah. True enough. Huron's where it's at. RCMP. Warning that a theft could have deadly consequences after someone stole some poisoned steak out of someone's freezer. Why does poison steak exist? They had the steaks in the freezer because they used them in wild animal control. Is that legal? I don't know, but they were poisoned probably to kill some wolves or something maybe. Okay. Coyotes. <laughs> Just going to keep naming animals that could potentially die from eating meat. An eagle, owl. Either way, there's a lot at stake here. They're lives. Oh, is that a, oh yeah. I didn't even realize I made oh. a pun. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you realized you made a pun. I guess if you see some dead people beside a barbecue, that might be a reason to call the police. Is that why Trisha's dad always makes me my steak special? He's like, everybody eats these steaks, but this one's just for fatty. I'm not the only one trying to get rid of you. You're not the oh. only one, buddy. A lot of people hate me. Ontario, they're not going to appeal the court ruling against the gas station carbon tax stickers. Remember before this pandemic when we were worried about things like a sticker on a gas pump? The sticker's upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no surprise they're like, yeah, it's just a battle not worth fighting anymore. For those who, <laughs> who don't know the carbon tax gas sticker, Premier Doug Ford was upset that the federal government was imposing this carbon tax, going to drive up the cost of gas a little bit, mandated these stickers be put on the gas pump and it shows how much your gas is going to go up with the carbon tax. I the, never notice these stickers as I, I really don't notice anything on the pumps other than what I'm paying. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you're and looking at the price. I look for the cheapest gas, press that, and watch what I'm paying. That's I, all. As a consumer, that's all I care about. And as it goes <laughs> up, tears start to fall down. Yes, and the tears. That's all we're looking at at the gas station. And you want to see how much Wonder Bars are. Periodically, they'll have like three for $5. Yeah, I'm yeah. just drooling over the price of the slushies. Well, this is something I would have never thought about. You grow some weed in your backyard and then you move. What do you do with the weed? I guess you got to bring it with you, right? No, you can leave it for the next person. Tell the realtor, well, this comes with the house. It's like when the last homeowner planted hydrangeas, except you can smoke these hydrangeas. But I've seen a lot of people growing weed in their backyard and I had no idea how big this stuff gets. I've never grown this stuff. It's massive. You get like 10 feet tall. Yeah. It's like a tree. An amazing tree. <laughs> it's a tree with benefits. Yeah. I, but this is something my brother-in-law didn't think through. Just had a big move. And they had to have a special car just to move the four plants. It stinks. It stinks too. Yeah, smelly plant. Smells up the car. Smells up the new place. They were smart. They put it in pots. Yes, that's how people grow plants, Matthew. They put them in pots. Is that why it's called pot? The, the first pot growers were sitting around me like... It grows in a pot. Let's call it pot. We should call it pot. <laughs> it could be the reason. I don't know. Needless to say, it's been a tiring half of year for some aspects of our society. Healthcare workers, retail workers, I could go on and on. It's been tiring for everybody, but there's a story coming out of Ottawa. Ottawa's top doctor, Dr. Vera Etches. She admitted yesterday that she might just need a break at this point, accidentally showed up to work with no skirt on. She was dressing in the dark in the morning, distracted by multitasking. She's doing something for her boys, trying to probably get them off to school or something. And then she's rushing to talk on one of the morning talk shows. She's Ottawa's top doctor. She forgets to put on her skirt, gets all the way to City Hall. Oh my God, I'm not wearing pants. I got nothing under my rain jacket. She put the rain jacket over so she didn't didn't notice till she got to work. Telltale sign that you know some people just need to take a break. You're overworked, you're exhausted, you got the kids, you got a routine down, but it's all very humdrum after a while. And for her, the humdrum turned into I forgot pants. And this could happen maybe to people who are working at home, not used to wearing pants. Finally, they go back to an actual building. Oh, I have to wear pants. It, it's happened to me before where I... I'm up super early in the morning and I, so I sleep in boxers and there's one morning I forgot to put on pants and walked out my front door. I think it was in like November, so it was kind of cold. Uh, you realize right away when the wind's hitting your junk, I forgot to put on pants. 
A lot of our society's been extra busy during this pandemic. It's easy to get distracted. And a couple incidents where this happened with me, there was one time that really tired, really busy. I forgot to shave half of my face. You shaved I, the one half. I showed up to work and half of my face still had a beard on it. The one half looked great. <laughs> I just didn't notice till I got there. I ended up buying a razor and going to like finishing it up quick. It was pretty embarrassing. And one time we had a pet bird. Pet bird, my wife and I's first child, basically. We had a bird. Would sit on my shoulder, sometimes sit on my head. And one day I was just busy doing stuff. I think I was even cleaning up the house while the bird was with me and multitasking with the bird. Birds on your shoulder hanging out while you're doing the dishes. And then I decided, oh, I need some fresh air. Walk outside. Oh, no. The bird's on my head. Fly free into the sky. Bye-bye, budgie. But we found the budgie two days later. Ended up on the other side of town at a school. Came down and was visiting some kids. And some kids reported a missing budgie. We got him back. It was an amazing story. Very cool. And then you decided, I'm going to have some kids. Budgie was fine. I think we can do okay with a couple human beings. Yeah, I may have forgot them in the car once. And to be fair, (laughs) most of your kids have survived. Sometimes the best tactic we can use to de-escalate a situation is humor or distraction. I used to do this with my kids all of the time. If they were crying or fighting, I'd just start doing a silly dance and doing something goofy. And then they would forget that they were upset, forget that they were crying, and they would just start to smile and completely resolve the situation. Yeah, you did that two days ago with your 22-year-old. Yeah, it still works. There was this police officer, though, in Ireland decided to do the same thing. There was these young people and they were throwing bottles and ripping apart this Land Rover. He decided to play through his loudspeaker the ice cream truck music. brought these young people back to the innocence of being a kid and thought to themselves, what are we doing? We used to be nice kids. And they stopped the violence. This officer got in trouble. They had to apologize for this guy. Even though it worked, they said, well, we got to be tougher than this and show them who's boss. And I think it's genius. De-escalation. Yeah. That's what this guy did. Good for that guy. Mm -hmm. He should be like a kindergarten teacher or something. Yeah. Seems to know how to manage people. Luck, no music in the field. The crowd gets too rowdy. You throw on the ice cream, Chuck music. Today is National Seniors Day. You can run an errand for a senior, maybe help with some outdoor chores, anything you can do to help or enhance the life of a senior in your life. Today's the day to do that. What age do you actually do this without offending somebody? Like my mom's 61 this year. Do we wish her a happy Seniors Day? Because they do get offended. I remember when they started a seniors discount at a store I worked at and the cashiers would start asking, would you like to take part in our seniors discount today? What are you saying? People will get offended. Are you saying I'm old? (laughs) Your mom's at that borderline age, right? Like 61 or something. I should text her happy seniors day. She'd think it was funny. Yeah, she'll probably laugh. Then she'll realize, oh yeah, I guess I am a senior now. (laughs) She would laugh before she cried. But if you don't know if you're a senior yet, I've got some telltale signs. But at what age are you considered a senior? Some say it's 55. But if you're considering, do I celebrate this day or not? Am I a senior? I've come up with a list of things that might just indicate that you are a senior. Show up for your colonoscopy at the dentist office. You might be a senior. What? Show up at the wrong place. When you refer to one of the grandkids as it because you can't remember which one it is, you might be a senior. When you begin to enjoy and appreciate menus with pictures, you might be a senior. I'm getting there. Old people restaurants, the menus have lots of photos. Oh my God. When people ask, how are you? 
and you spend two hours telling them. You just <laughs> might be a senior. All I wanted was a good grandpa. <laughs> when you plan your trips around Timmy's locations, you're probably a senior. If you still refer to Highway 21 as the King's Highway, you might be a senior. You might live at Menacet. Haven't called it that in a long time. If your second worldwide pandemic is right now, you just might be a senior. <laughs> it's not your first one. Uh, if you actually went to church at the Kingsbridge Church, you might be a senior. Ooh. And lastly, if you remember parking your horse inside the Godrich Livery Theater, you might be a senior. It hasn't been a stable in quite a while. Yeah, like a hundred years. It's National Seniors Day across our country. The day when you call that senior in your life or maybe you visit them, you say hello from a safe distance. Do some chores or run some errands for them if they need it. I figured I'd use this opportunity to recognize a senior in my life. His, oh, that's nice. His name is Matt Hussey, my co-host here. Hey. Now, many people don't know, Matt invented horseshoes. You were kicked by your family horse in 1936. That gave you the idea to invent horseshoes. Oh, yeah. Matthew was the original singer for Clarence Clearwater Revival. You left the band to pursue your career in grocery store produce. Oh. Matt was the first person ever diagnosed with gout. Oh, A lot of people I? don't know that. Was I? In 1951, Matt served in the Korean War. He served ice cream. He didn't fight, but he served. When Matt has a sweet tooth, he loves to indulge in a bowl of raisins. Oh. And Matt has a copy of a Bible in his home, which is autographed. That's how old you are. Survived by his wife and three kids. Well, just a reminder, though, to you, Fatty, that I still have hair, and I beat your millennial ass at last year's run around the square. Oh, we're going to fight off Mike, man. It's never too early to start spreading Christmas cheer. Yes, it is. There is well, two early times. Yeah, probably we should get through Halloween. Or the coronavirus. Let's but, but, get through that first. Well, you just want stuff to look forward to, like the new General Mills cereal that's coming out. Elf-inspired cereal. You know the movie Elf? The take on Buddy the Elf's four major food groups. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. So the cereal is basically corn puffs sweetened with real maple syrup with a dash of red and green marshmallow trees. Remember Cookie Crisp? Remember somebody had the idea to eat chocolate chip cookies for breakfast? How could that be a breakfast? It was a breakfast and my mom bought it for us. Kids can have cookies for breakfast. She either hated us or we were so <laughs> annoying. She's like, I'll just buy this to shut you up. How is any of these cereals a good way to start your day? I would try it, but I don't know if I'd go buy a box. If a friend of mine had a box, I would try it. Tim Hortons did this recently with their Timbit cereal. They said, well, yeah, they're mini honey glazed donuts. Like, no, they're just corn puffs. They're corn puffs. We already had those. Stop lying to us, Tim Hortons. Chocolate one was just Cocoa Puffs. Mm. Just rebranded as Tim Hortons Timbits. Miniature Timbits. Why are they just doing the Elf thing now? Wasn't that movie in like 2007? We need things to look forward to now. <laughs> That's why. The COVID has depleted all cereal <laughs> ideas. Today's best country. Das beste Land von heute. Uh, That's today's best country in German. Look at you. Das beste Land von heute. You don't and, have to say it again. <laughs> and I probably messed that up, but I did that for Wally, our German listener. We got an email at 3 a.m. this morning, which would have been 9 o'clock German time, from Wally saying, I've been listening to your radio station about half a year and enjoy every minute of it, especially Matt and Fatty in the mornings. Ah, Your jokes and sense of humor lighten up my mornings here in Germany, which is early, early morning in Ontario. Thanks for making my day. That was really sweet. I, thank you for reaching out, Wally. And hey, 
we want to get a little bit of German culture here, so we're going to play you a clip of classic German country artist Gunter Gabriel and his hit song, Hey Boss, Ich brauch mehr Geld, which translates to Hey Boss, I Need More Money, right here on Country 104.9. Oh, pretty good. Jeden Morgen fahre ich mit dem Fahrrad in Betrieb und schaffe mich und tue meine Pflicht. Und wer da glaubt, dass ich dann ohne ruhige Kugel schieb, bei mir da gibt es solche Sachen nicht. Ich bin doch einer, der die Firma stützt und der sie hält. Wer nie auf Krank macht oder so, der sich noch richtig quält. Oh ja. Hey, 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 Boss. Ich brauch mehr Geld. Oh ja. What's he saying there? Hey, boss, I need more money. Hey, boss, I need more money. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the German version of Stomp and Tom. Yeah, it's very right? Stomp and Tom, isn't it? <laughs> I can totally see her Stomp and Tom sing that. Hey, boss, I need more money. That was the hit 1974 song, Hey, boss, ich brauche mehr Geld. Well, I can see why he tunes in from Germany to hear some great Canadian and American country music. Yeah, there's a lot of great German country artists, too. <laughs> Maybe we need to talk to our brand manager, Sean, get more German artists we on the need station. More, we've got a big German community here in Huron County. Yes, we do. A lot of Dutch as well. Maybe yeah. we've got to have some Dutch artists on I there. I think so. Moving. It's never a fun thing to do. And, uh, you know, sometimes you move a few times in search of your forever home. You have a sister who moved to Blythe last year. So they're moving to Godridge today. But this is the second move within the year. And so I don't know if my uh, family just has moving fatigue. So she had a call out to all the siblings to come help her move. I was the only one that showed up. It's a good thing they have some friends. Matt was the only one. There's nine kids altogether. One of them was moving meaning there was eight siblings who could have helped, one out of eight who could have helped. Yeah. The ninth was moving. That's not very good. No. So she's up the ante for the big unload today. Yeah, so So you had to help her load the truck yesterday. I did that because I heard no other siblings were showing up. Today's the unloading day. I can't not go. I'm only 20 minutes away. I got to go help. And I was glad to help. But she's had to help the ante. She uh, put a message out on the family conversation on Facebook saying... Well, if you come and move, we're getting takeout. We're getting burgers from Partu Bistro, burgers and fries. There you go. We'll see how many of your siblings come out. So maybe with the prospect of burgers and fries. See how hungry they are. From a great local restaurant, maybe that'll help. And any siblings who are listening, get your butt over there. I'm not doing all the work. Don't do it. She moved last year. This is on her. Hire a moving company. I think they maybe are thinking that. Well, I helped last year. Do I have to help again this year? Yeah, We, we just did this a couple months ago. It's an annual thing. It's like <laughs> Christmas, Thanksgiving, sister moving. You know who your family is. I guess so. When you're moving, don't you? And if you don't help, Matt's going to get a lot of burgers. Over the weekend, there was this massive car rally in Wasaga Beach. They had to shut down the entire town for a while because it was getting out of control. It was one of those Facebook events where you don't know how many people are going to show up. A lot of people showed up. And I thought I would take this opportunity to do a quiz on some old-timey car terms. If you know these old-timey car terms, you might have been at that car rally. 
and they want you to get tested for COVID. I think I might do okay. I saw a speed racer a couple times. Okay. What is a bone stock? Oh, bone stock refers to, uh, it's old Ford speci- specifically, refers to the chassis style they used. There was fewer bolts and it was it kind of looked like a skeleton. <laughs> no, it's an original car with no alterations. Mm. So it's a bone stock car. Yeah. Cabriolet. Uh, I think that's a wine that comes from the south of France. Mm. Sounds like it. Older term for a convertible with windows. What are digs? Digs are, uh, it's, it's what you do in a graveyard. You, you digs. Mm. Close. Drag races. Okay. We're called digs. We're, okay. <laughs> What's four on the floor refer to? Four on the floor refers to a four-wheel drive vehicle. Mm. No, it's the nickname for the four-gear shift on the bottom of the driver's area. What's a Louie? A Louie? Yeah. Uh, that's the comedian who uh, was charged with sexual crimes a few no. years ago, Louis C.K. Mm. No, it's a Louie. I'm taking a Louie at the next light. Left, that, left-hand turn. Oh. Oh, Lu- I call it a Larry. A Larry? I'll, uh, you hang a Ricky or you hang a Larry. There you go. Louie <laughs> Louis was the original. Fair enough. Take a Louie. What's a Woody? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that on the air. It's, well, it's one of the main characters from the Toy Story series. <laughs> no, no. You don't know anything about cars, do you? I knew all of these. Uh, it's a term for a car with faux wood paneling on the sides. Isn't that what woody. I said? Yeah, That's what I said. Okay, give me one more. I need to redeem myself. One, one more. more. One oh, more. I erased all the rest. Oh, this way I can un- undo my erasing. Control Z, buddy. Control Z. What's a Dagmar? A Dagmar is uh, the name of the bad guy from Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Dagmar, no, wasn't no. it? No, no. It's actually a, a lovely lady, a 1950s TV personality named Dagmar. And so the torpedo-like decorative elements on fenders and bumpers in the 1950s, they were so beautiful, they named them after this pinup girl. Is that what that's called? The naked lady on the mud flap? Is that Dagmar? Maybe the silhouette of the of the lady. No, the this was just like little decorative elements on fenders and bumpers and such. Okay. But they were so beautiful, they named it after this beautiful woman. People, old people had weird names. Dagmar, yeah, coming from the guy named Fatty. In conclusion, Fatty was not in Wasaga Beach over the weekend. Nope, don't know anything <laughs> about cars. Debate last night between U.S. President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden. And it was the first debate last night. And there's a lot of shouting, a lot of talking over each other. There was one exchange, and it was pretty close to the beginning of the debate as well. It's the one everybody's talking about this morning. The Radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, your, man. Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. unprecedented. Court. We have end, oh, no, not no. going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr- productive segment. Wasn't and it? here comes a good line from Joey Joe. Keep yapping, man. The people understand. (laughs) Keep yapping, man. But it was quite childish at times, the way they interrupted the moderator. It reminded me of kindergarten kids like, hey, tell me, Timmy, who's going to your birthday party, Timmy? Hey, Timmy. Who's going to your party? Hey, Timmy. The whole debate last night, we're not going to get political, but the whole debate made me realize we got to pay kindergarten teachers a lot more. People have to stop trying to get that epic photo already. But I wanna. You keep hearing those stories of people who fall into the Grand Canyon because they're taking a selfie. How do you fall into the Grand Canyon? Easily, it's huge. No, but like you don't see it coming. But not if you have your phone and you're distracted. The latest is this guy in Oregon, 43-year-old. I said it like that because you're always correcting me. You said you said Oregon earlier in the show. And then we get off the air and you're like, it's Oregon. It's pronounced Oregon. I'm like, give me a break. 
so this national park there, it's along the ocean. There's some towering cliffs there, but that wasn't good enough for this guy's shot. He decided to climb a tree that's hanging over the cliff. The branch broke. A very wily coyote. The branch broke. <laughs> was he suspended midair for a second while he realized he was about to fall? Careful doing those selfies. Careful with the selfies. We don't have too many high, high bluffs in Huron County. No, if you fall off the bluffs here over the lake, you might roll down and your friends laugh, but that's all that would You'll happen. You'll be okay. Biggest hazard here for selfies is a big pile of horse poo. Don't step in the horse poo. Gardener in Vermont. He's one of those guys that grows giant gourds, pumpkins. He's got a big zucchini that's gaining a lot of attention this year. 115 pound zucchini. I think we've had a zucchini that weighs more than that at Pumpkin Fest. His secret, he talks to the vegetables. Well, do you have the clip? That's my wife. I go down here in the morning, got a morning, talk to it, of course. And then at night is when I take care of it. He talks to it, and then at <laughs> night he takes, takes care, care of it. it. Well, I'm assuming he's referring to watering it. Uh, he does, what, does he read it books? What, yeah, do you have to read it like... What kind of conversation would you have with your zucchini? Little Boy Blue or Dr. Seuss or something? Is he reading Cat in the Hat? Oh, precious zucchini, grow big for me, the Little Boy Blue, come blow your horn. Yeah. The sheep's in the meadow, the cow's in the corn. Maybe Stop he, crying. Maybe he's reading sappy children's books like that Robert Munch book. I love you forever. Oh, that's like my mom's favorite book. Makes you cry every time. So maybe the zucchini's just getting some extra liquids out of his eyes. Maybe. I hope that's where the liquids are coming from. Tonight's story, Old Yeller. Stepping outside for just 29 minutes can increase your daily productivity by as much as 45%. Hold on, 29 minutes? Not 28, 29. You got to run for that extra minute. Not, well, not 30 minutes. This could be going out for a jog or a run or just something to break the day up. Even though it seems counterproductive to let your staff outside for a bit. You it, used to it, do this at an old job of yours. I did. I used to take part of my lunch. First job I ever had at a bagel place. I used to go out and run on my lunch. There was a little trail just behind the bagel place. And I'd come back all sweaty. Sweaty. So that was kind of gross. Come back and sweat all over the sandwiches. Mm. So maybe that wasn't cool, but I was more productive. Oh, sweetheart, this everything bagel tastes amazing. <laughs> it says everything. It's true. <laughs> Extra salt. Literally everything on there. Gross. Including my bodily fluids. Oh. It's called RDNA, the recommended daily nature allowance. Oh, what a gross term. Some consultant came up with that, thought they were so clever and wrote a press release. So if you're heading to work, Ask your boss about RDNA, Recommended Daily Nature Allowance. And then write us back here at Country 104.9 and let us know how long your boss laughed at you. I used to get outside on my lunch at my previous job, and sometimes I would work a nap in. Quick 10-minute nap, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great if you get back up again. So what happened with me once, I had time for a 20-minute nap and fell into a deep sleep. And my alarm didn't go off because I had it on AM instead of PM. I wake up and the workday's over. <laughs> And so I'm faced with this awkward situation. Do I go back in? Do I clock out? Ugh. Do I fess up that I slept through a few hours? I think what I did was I ended up going back in and doing some paperwork or something and worked a little extra. Coworkers figured you were in the back room yeah. doing paperwork. Doing like, something else. Oh, Hussey's not here. He's probably doing something out of sight. I'm sure he's hard at work, not wasting our money. And I'm a hard worker. I actually felt really guilty about this, but it's just something that happened. Yeah, you sound like a hard worker. So I went back for 10 minutes, but I was really productive in that 10 minutes. I have this weird feeling that I'm being played. This is something I've never heard of ever. 
National Daughters Day and National Sons Day. Apparently, it was National Daughters Day back on September 25th. I was wondering why everyone in my Facebook feed was posting things about their daughters. But then you felt pressure to post something about your daughter. I felt guilty. Like, what if my daughter sees everyone else posting about their daughters and then I don't do a loving post? (laughs) Am I a bad father? (laughs) And so you fall into all these things because of the social media pressure. And then yesterday, all of a sudden, it was National Sun's Day. This has never happened before, has it? This is not a thing. It's never been a thing. And so, of course, I, I love an excuse to celebrate my wonderful kids. So I posted a couple pictures of my sons googling the history of this and no one seems to know where this came from are these just scammers looking for passwords yeah because you you pointed out that people who will use their kids as their passwords yeah i have a password i think that involves my kids and it's the same thing as when there's like it's national dog day post a photo of your dog and then people will be like here's my dog rex and while you're at it post your mother's maiden name Yeah, and the first street you grew up on. It's just all (laughs) trying to farm the information for your password so they can key that in and steal your Facebook information. So I'm wondering if this is that. I'm seeing it more and more at the grocery store or wherever you go in public. The the free nose look with the masks. (laughs) Just big nose sticking out and the mask starts more in the lower chin and then goes up and covers the mouth. But your big dumb nose is still sticking <laughs> right out the mask. Is this ignorance or is this, well, I have to wear a mask, but I'm going to stick it to the man and keep my nose out. Is it ignorance I, or rebellion? I don't know. We're having a hard time deciding. Either way, Dr. Ronald White with the Centers for Disease Control says wearing your mask not over your nose also makes you look like an idiot. Right. That's a made-up doctor. I totally made him up, and I made up that statement. The face mask does need to cover both the nose and the mouth, or it's just completely ineffective. You might as well not even be wearing a mask if you're not covering your big Lebanese nose. I'm projecting myself. You are. Yeah. (laughs) I do have a big Lebanese nose. And hey, if the mask can fit over this big honker, it can fit over yours as well. Does the mask actually work with your nose? It does work with my nose. Yeah. And Matt can certify this is a big honker. So yeah, you you have the largest nose I've ever seen. And if it works for you, no excuse. (laughs) I kid you. I kid you. It's a nice nose. It's, It's, It's very straight. It's a No, it's not, dude. Look at it. Look at this thing. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah it's, I've it's, never seen you straight on. I've broken oh. it. I've broken it a few Ouch. times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Running into a wall. Fatty, I have a new life goal to one day have enough local friends, people that you age with, and eventually you get to be part of that retired seniors group that meets at the local Timmy's. What friends do you have? And you can't name siblings. Well, would you meet me at the Timmy's when we're retired? I'd meet you, but can't we go somewhere good? I was passing through Southampton, and because of COVID-19, they were all sitting under this nice tree. My initial reaction was like, aw, that's so cute, just having a bunch of friends talk about local news and what's going on and gossip. Every town has that group. Your life goal is to hang out outside of Tim Hortons, dude. Please aim higher. No, I just think that's nice. People who built friends in their local community and that eventually turns into hanging out at the local coffee shop. Sunshine is nice. Winning 20 bucks on a scratch ticket is nice. Put the bar just a touch higher. Sometimes it's just simple things that fascinate me. The lesson you should glean from this is aim low, kids. A Tennessee woman broke the record by hugging a tree for 10 hours and five minutes. Just hugging a tree. Did she have the tree's consent before she hugged it? Yeah, I'm assuming so. 
The previous record was eight hours and 15 minutes. To me, this doesn't sound that challenging. You just hug a tree for 10 hours. It would be boring. Well, no, not if you, like, have your iPad with you and you're watching some Netflix while you do it. Well, this is what she did. She had some friends do yoga and meditation and dance while she was hugging the tree. So you can have distractions while you're doing these world records? That doesn't seem fair. She got to watch people do yoga? You can do that. YouTube's full of it. Seriously considering doing this as a radio stunt, see who could hug the tree the longest between me and you. Uh, no, you can no? try. You can try. No, I just don't want to get in the way of you setting this world record, <laughs> which is what I'll say to get out of it. Yeah. But your son also tried to break a world record. You got him, for some reason, a pogo stick. Oh, yeah, this was years ago, and he was getting into the thousands. I forget how many he got up to before the neighbors complained. The neighbor complained that he was yeah. making too much noise too on much his noise. stick. Yeah. But then your son got the last laugh because that neighbor is dead now. Oh, well, he didn't have to bring that up. That's irrelevant. No, it's pretty relevant. Your son got the last laugh. Your yeah. son can now pogo for as long as he wants. It's true. And the other neighbor can't complain because, as I mentioned, no pulse. There was this thing that my son used to do, Ocean. Assume that if you name your kid Ocean, he's maybe going to be a little bit of a tree hugger because he's got tree hugging parents. He did this really cute thing when he was a little kid. Was almost OCD about hugging every single tree that he walked past. <laughs> it would take us forever to get anywhere because he always wanted to go hug the tree. And of course, as parents, you're like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute. So you just let him do it. Eventually, we had to tell him, some of the kids are thinking you're kind of weird because you're hugging all the trees when he started school we had to tell him that okay so this is when he was pretty young yeah the teacher came to us actually and said well he's doing well in kindergarten but he really likes to hug trees doesn't he and we're like yeah he does he's, he's a tree hugger this literally. wasn't literally so it wasn't like three weeks ago no no thanks <laughs> he's goodness. like 22 23 years old now well that would be hard for him he has a broken arm right now <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad he broke the addiction it was the cutest thing though or weird Hashtag tree two. We were talking about how there might be a paper towel shortage, according to the leading paper towel factory here in Canada. So I went out to get paper towels and I couldn't find any paper towels. You did it to yourself. I, I did it to myself. I shouldn't have said anything because I think everyone went out Thursday night and Friday to get the... PT. Nobody calls it PT. Well, I do. Stop calling it PT. So I'm standing there in the aisle looking for paper towel, and there was another couple standing there too, and the guy was talking under his breath. I blame the media. I heard them talking on the radio that there was a shortage of paper towel, and well, they shouldn't say that on the radio because by the time we get here, it's all gone. It was going on. on. <laughs> he was and, blaming us. And so <laughs> I started like walking slowly away. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I recognize that paper boy hat. That's the Huss man. But it's true. They shouldn't announce things like this. And we shouldn't you, announce things like this. You say, you say they. You're talking about yourself. You're the radio guy. No, but this all started with an actual statement from the paper towel company. It starts there and they shouldn't make that announcement because it just ends up being worse because people stockpile. And then there's even a greater shortage because it's not spread out. Yeah, but they got to let you know why there's a shortage as well because people will be wondering why they can't find paper towel but would there even be a shortage if they didn't announce it whoa we, because we saw this with the toilet paper the companies came out and said there never was going to be a shortage you people are just stupid <laughs> you're all crazy <laughs> just going nuts so, so either way buy what you need if you need 
some paper towel or toilet paper, go get some. If you don't need some, go yeah. leave some for the rest of us. Like me. We were celebrating my son's 18th birthday. Came up with a clever way of blowing out the cake. Of course, it's not good to spit all over the cake in these unprecedented times of COVID-19. In these unusual times. Right. These challenging times. So we had some people from our bubble over. Instead of blowing out the cake, he clapped out the cake. Made a funnel with his hands and went... I know how clapping works. You don't have to walk me through clapping. You know when you put your hands together, it's called clapping. Yeah. Fatty. Took about 12 claps. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it took 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great idea, right? Yeah. You could have a fan, I guess, or maybe you could get one of those things that you stoke a fire with to blow out the cake. That's a little extreme, but I'm with you. Uh, there's other options than spitting on the cake. It, it should we, never have been an option in the first place. It's gross. Spitting on the cake. Especially kids. <laughs> Who wants a piece of cake? Who wants a piece of this spit cake? And then no one jumps up right away and you're like, oh, uh, I made this cake. You have a separate cupcake for the kid to blow out and then a whole other cake for everybody else. The only problem was the lights kept going off and on because we have that clapper. No, you don't. Uh, Stop lying to our yeah. listeners. You don't have, nobody's had a clapper Just, since 1993. We thought the thunderstorm was rolling in early and there was lightning, but it, it was the lights. Oh, shame on you for all these bad clapping jokes. <laughs> Clap on. Stop that. Why do we have candles in the first place? I don't know. When did this tradition start? We don't need the candles. They're a fire hazard. Just have the cake. Everybody wants the cake. Can't we just have cake? You can still sing happy birthday or don't. Let's get rid of that too. Mm -hmm. Just cake. Everybody gets a cake. I don't do much man stuff, but I decided to wax the car oh. this weekend. I wanted to get it ready for winter. It's a good idea to wax it. Got out the buffer, waxed it, rubbed off all the wax myself. My arm is killing me this morning. Aw. Well, Thaddy's arm is hurting. You've ever waxed a car? It feels different. Oh. The body of the car feels different. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nice. So nice. You can feel the work. It took me about an hour and a half. And then went inside, did some other housework, and I thought, man, I want to go back outside just, and touch the car. I just want to go back out there and, and look at my work again. I'd love, to, I'd love to touch the smooth body of my car now that it's waxed. And so I went outside, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm wondering if my neighbors maybe peeking out the window, why is he touching his car like that? Mom, why is the radio guy making out with his car? Mom, the bald neighbor's touching his car again. It's, it's making me feel uncomfortable. When you mow the lawn and you can see the lines and the lines are perfect, oh. you just want to stand out there and just look at it. And when you get every last leaf in the fall off the lawn, oh, oh what an oddly satisfying. It makes your heart flutter. So either way, I'm having some uh, w weird lewd misconduct charges pressed against me for all the car touching. I'll let you know how the court date goes. Dolly Parton, her first date to her husband of 54 years, he took her out to McDonald's drive-thru. The secret to a happy relationship was McDonald's french fries. He didn't even take her inside the restaurant. They went drive-thru. They're still married. So if you take somebody, a young man or a young woman on a date, go to McDonald's, and if they complain, say, Hey, Dolly Parton came here. Dolly Parton said it was the key to a lasting relationship. And then they'll say... Who's Dolly Parton? That's when you ghost them. If they don't know who Dolly Parton is, yeah. you erase their number from your cell phone. And if they text you back, just say new phone, who dis? This all makes sense because Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert, their first date, Burger King. Burger King. He got her a Whopper and she said, mm -mm, no, it's not going to last. It's proof. Then he said, oh, is that Gwen Stefani? <laughs> 
While some are decorating their lawns to make our town look pretty for autumn, some are decorating their lawns to get back at the town. 32-year-old erected a seven-foot-tall wooden carving of a penis in his front yard. Wooden carving? That thing was hard. It sure was. And he, he says people love the statue. They would stop and take pictures and <laughs> giggles and Instagram likes. Bit of a hit. But I don't think he was very well liked by the town and the police because he was in a dispute because they said his workshop isn't up to code and they stopped him working on it. Oh, uh, trumped up charges. So he was upset, so he puts a, a penis in his front yard. Police arrested him, actually, a few days later after he put this up. <laughs> what was the charge? Public display of offensive sexual material. Okay. It's just, it's just a log carved in a shape. It's a, uh, it's I a guess so. Very specific log. Yeah. Meantime, this reminded Matt and I of something, and this is true, that looks just like a phallus right here in Huron County. We got in trouble for talking about it well, a couple years ago. I, th- I think we were one of the first people to point this out in our town, and we got in a little bit of trouble for doing so. But once you hear this, you can't unsee it. <laughs> if you're driving up South Street and looking at the courthouse, there's a beautiful fountain. And I'm not knocking the fountain. It is wonderful from all other directions. But if you're riding up on South Street and you look at the fountain, it's very phallic. Just the way the rocks and stuff line up. And I'm not the only one who's thought this. I'm not being dirty or anything. Tourists have pointed this out, too, and taken pictures. And there's a, there's a, there's a meme that floats around every once in a yeah. while. It originates from Country 104.9, but it's, it's a photo of the fountain. And from an angle, it looks like that thing we can't really say. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it's a wonderful yeah. water feature, ironically. But you can't unsee it. A couple minutes ago, somebody called us to complain, saying, hey, you were talking about phallic objects in a way that was not savory. Well, So we're okay. we're, we're going to swing it back the other way now. This is a wholesome story. It involves a small-town bowling alley. Yes, uh, th- this is a beautiful story. A 96-year-old, she bowled the game of her life. Well, of most people's lives, actually. Did you say 96? She's 96. The first person at her local bowling alley to roll a no-tap 300, meaning she knocked down at least nine pins in each frame. Holy is that like moly. the perfect game, right? That's a, that's a perfect game, yeah. But she said the strikes just kept coming. She got a strike every time. Good for her, 96 years old. And not only was it her personal best, the first person at that alley to ever do it. That's incredible. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done it at our bowling alley. We got the little bowl, the yeah. five-pin bowling here in the town of Goderich. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch because there's a wall there where you can read about the, the great things people have done at the local bowling alley, and I'm pretty sure some people have done that. Make sure you support your local bowling alley. Yeah. See, nice wholesome story mm-hmm. from Matt and Fatty in the morning. We could have gone any number of directions. We could have made a joke about the bowling balls. Or the pins, but we didn't. Could have made a joke about, yeah. I don't know, strikes? I don't know. But we, but we didn't because this is now a wholesome show. You know why this woman is 96 and so healthy? Because she focuses on her family and keeps healthy and alert. Good for her. It's nice. In 96, there's nothing weird about those numbers if you rearrange them. People love decorating their homes for autumn, and there's this big chain grocery store in the UK. They're selling leaves, autumn leaves, just colored leaves, 
Do they do they smell like a nice potpourri? They're not even artificial leaves. They're actual leaves. Can you cook with them afterwards? Nothing. They're in the bouquet section, charging ten bucks a bag. Who doesn't have leaves? And people are mocking them, saying, "Um, I kind of can just rake those off my ground." I don't know much about England, but they have a similar climate to us. It snows in the winter, rains in the fall. Maybe the thing they're selling is dry leaves because it rains so much in the UK. <laughs> I'm wondering. Maybe that's the novelty here, that they're dry. The leaves are dry. They've been vacuum sealed and they're dry. Whoa! People in the UK will pay big bucks for dry things. This is the dumbest thing I've seen since bottled water. Let's bottle something that people can get out of their tap. Dude, city people will buy anything, though. Yeah. You could sell a cologne that smells like horse crap. Oh, like a, yeah. a farmer could bottle horse crap juice. They love that stuff. Throw it in a bottle, put a fancy golden font on it, sell it to a city person. They'll buy it because city people are dumb. Cow cuddling is a good example of that. City people will come to the country to hang out with cows. Just yeah. hang out, pet them. Yeah. Treat, treat them nice. $100 for 10 minutes. Cuddle my cow. 100 bucks a pop for 10 minutes. <laughs> Farmers take advantage. In the UK, you get a dry cow for extra money. <laughs> recent TikTok video gone viral. This woman moving in with her boyfriend or something and realized that he hasn't washed his pillows in 10 years. Untouched for a decade. They had stains all over them. I don't think I've ever washed my pillows. But do you wash your pillows? Once, twice a year maybe. Okay. Pillowcases every couple weeks. Yeah. But I shower, I shower before bed and I'm bald so I don't have like any hair or anything sticking to the pillow. But yes. maybe I'm just making excuses. Now, I've heard that there's kind of this issue with specifically with women they'll go over to the boyfriend's house and then after spending the weekend at the house end up breaking out in a lot of pimples following few days and it's because the pillowcase is dirty really dirty pillowcase well, i guess you put your face right in there sometimes right yeah you get all that oil all that nastiness from your day all over the pillow then your girlfriend sleeping on it and she's got nice skin but then after she stays at your place not nice skin anymore fellas wash your pillowcase especially if you're a single dude single dudes it's one of those things you don't notice, but girls notice. You have a strange girl over, you want her to keep coming back, wash your damn pillowcase. Wash your pillowcase, look at my skin. It's a disaster. It's I've, gross. Wash your pillow too if you can. Just read the tag. Make sure you can wash your pillow. Some pillows can't. After all, a pillow is basically a mattress for your head. It's a head mattress. It's a head mattress. That's my argument here, though. I don't clean my mattress, so why should I clean my pillow? But I guess pillows may be important. And nobody's coming to Matt's house anymore. <laughs> News release from the Huron County OPP. The headline, Road Rage Incident Leads to Charges. In the town of Godrich, there's somebody at a streetlight. The light turned green. person in front didn't hit the gas quickly enough, so the person behind laid on the horn. And then both cars pulled into a nearby parking lot. The accused proceeded to approach the victim, holding a snowbrush in a threatening manner. <laughs> <laughs> How does one threaten with a snowbrush? The brush end? Or the scraper end? Mine has a little scraper that comes off. It's like holding a knife. Right, or the ones that come out. Oh, yeah, if you can extend it, does that count as a sword? Came out like a lightsaber, and then he ninja'd it all the way to this other guy. 57-year-old Godrich man has been charged, but very Canadian crime. No, that's hockey sticks. That's, that's huh. the most Canadian crime. Fair enough. The only thing that would have made this crime more Canadian is if he threatened the man with his double-double before fleeing inside the TSC, <laughs> and then they share a picture of Molson while they watch the Clinton radars. Before fleeing up on a closed Highway 21. Yeah, and they get stuck in the ditch, see? I made a purchase yesterday and I felt proud of myself. As many of you know, when you're a parent, you sometimes just sink all the money you have into your kids. You never buy anything for yourself, including shoes. 
I've just been scraping by with shoes, or I'll get them secondhand sometimes. Or you'll get them from me. You sold me your crappy shoes for 20 bucks, mooching shoes off other people for years. And I realized I need some new trail running shoes because I'm going trail running this weekend. Went to the good people at Rona. They got good shoes there. Rona Goddard. Yeah. So you offered to take me because my wife had the van. And I'm like, oh, I guess so. If you feel like going shopping with me. So this was kind of funny. The morning shows over there shopping for shoes. And I figured because we had our masks on, it was the afternoon, (laughs) that nobody would recognize us. Turned out they totally recognized us. But what you didn't realize is how indecisive I am. And so I just kept going back and forth trying. Tried on about 46 pairs of shoes. And then I'll try those other ones on again just to make sure. Oh, but I like these ones better. Oh, but they don't have the right treads I want. Some of you out there can relate to this. I just can never decide. And eventually I made a decision, but I could tell you were getting a little frustrated toward the end. So I appreciate you sticking with me. I'm used to shopping with fussy shoppers. First okay. dish a little fussy. She a little indecisive too? And I learned to channel all my energy into my phone. Just load up Twitter and just read Twitter and try not to focus on the anger I'm feeling. You watched the complete series of Game of Thrones while I was trying on shoes. I watched all yeah. eight seasons of Game of Thrones uh-huh. and the first two seasons of The Sopranos. Was it that long? But it's nice to have a pair of new shoes. But you decided on your shoes. You're wearing them right now. It's like the first day of school and all the kids <laughs> have their new shoes on except my feet fell asleep this morning (laughs) so i think i had them too tight maybe you wore them too tight maybe i just got to work them in you got to break them in they'll be fine thank you to rona for the good service i i didn't get the name of the woman who helped us but we had a young lady helping us who was awesome she let me make a mess she even said make a mess and i'll clean it up after you and then you said okay and that's exactly what you did boxes all over the place i like your new (laughs) shoes matthew they're very nice well thank you There is this dude who ate too much black licorice and messed with his potassium and electrolytes. He ended up dying. Yeah, you need more electrolytes if you're going to have two bags of licorice a day. Licorice is kind of an old person candy. There is this new health drink specifically for the senior who loves black licorice called Gatorade. Tired of being exhausted and being a geezer, but upset all those energy drinks are in young people flavors? We've got a new drink for you. Gatorade. Gatorade comes in all your favorite old person flavors. Black licorice. Roasted chestnut. Retirement savings plan. And bran. Gatorade is good for all those exhausting activities like turning on your iPad. Changing the clock on the oven. Calling Rogers customer service. Walking back to the car because you forgot your mask. Listening to your wife. The search for the remote control. So get Gatorade today. Gatorade. Get aged. You know how sometimes you get wedding invitations and you have to click off what meal you want. There's a chicken option, a beef option, whatever. Couple sent out an invitation asking for donations. You're not going to get a meal unless you pay for the meal. It's like hundreds of dollars. No, there's different tiers of what food you're going to get. There's the loving gift. Up to $250, you get roast chicken and swordfish. Then there's a silver option, sliced steak and poached salmon, $500. Golden gift, $1,000. Filet mignon and lobster tails. And then there's the platinum option, $2,500. More lobster, a champagne goblet with that option. I can get Uh, that from Dollarama. How special do you think you are? Is someone's going to pay that much money to go to your wedding? The only reason I go to the wedding is for the food. Me too. Are people making you pay for the food now? What, are they going to have like a sectioned off area and you have to buy tickets to go dance? You got to put a quarter in to open the door. (laughs) Two separate rooms. One room has entertainment. If you want to be in that room, $5,000. 
$300. It's $300 <laughs> for Travis Tritt, $500 for Eric Church, and $1,000 for Carrie Underwood. So these poor people are just getting roasted. Like the chicken you can get for $200. Maybe you got a kid who's doing the online schooling. There's a school district in Florida warning parents of certain behavior they're seeing around. Should have known there'd be problems because, well, Florida. They had to have a special meeting to tell the parents to behave. Teachers had to ask parents, please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you are walking behind your child's computer because we've seen them in their drawers, their bras, and everything else. There's reports of parents joints. puffing giant joints the size of cigars, drinking. <laughs> now, here's the moral argument. You're looking into my house, man. This online schooling, I get like it's school and it's supposed to be professional, but my kid's in the bedroom right now. Like, that is the most private space. Yeah, it's the schools that are invading your home privacy, well, not the other we're, way around. We, we are inviting them in, to True. be fair. If I smoke pot in my house normally, I'm not going to stop because school's happening. Right. In the same way, like, hey, teachers, if you're broadcasting from home, if you're doing the online school and you're working from your home office, you wear your tracksuit all day long. You don't need to wear a button-up shirt. You don't need to wear a tie or a skirt. You dress up in your sweatpants and your old Coors Light t-shirt you got in that 2-4 back in 2014. You do that all day long. As long as my kid's learning some calculus, I don't care what you're wearing. Just make it equal on both sides. Weed and sports bras for everybody. Turns out farmers have been trendy all along. They have had good fashion sense, according to Gucci, selling denim overalls with a grass stain effect. Grass stain on the knees for the low, low price of $1,750. So this is a fake grass stain. It's made to look like a grass stain. <laughs> You could just do it for free. Have they never done laundry before? You get a grass stain, it's there for life anyway. It doesn't go away. You can't get those things out. They say they're going for a so-called grunge vibe. A distressed effect. What do the overalls need, therapy? Is this supposed to be so if you have a lot of money and you don't have to do any work, go out in public, it looks like, oh, you must work hard and big day in the garden today. You pay an extra $200, <laughs> they'll make it smell like cow crap for you as well. Yeah, with accessories like a straw hat, an extra 5000 dollars complete the deal for the extra 40 bucks you can get Lucknow music in the fields written right across it yes a pair of smelly ripped work boots <laughs> as well for 600 bucks we'll be millionaires there's pumpkin spice everything now craft dinner releasing pumpkin spice mac and cheese oh god what the hell <laughs> they says it'll come with cinnamon spice topping a nutmeg the allspice ginger the pumpkin spice thousand lucky people i guess get to have these boxes yeah mercifully they're only making a thousand boxes of this nonsense in their defense i'm sure the first person that made a pie out of a squash and said, hey, I brought pumpkin pie. Everyone gagged as well. The concept of a cold squash pie must have been gawked at at the beginning as well. But now we've grown to love it. So maybe we'll grow to love pumpkin spice. This is all conjecture. You can't prove any of this. Stop bad-mouthing pumpkin pie. And also, we, we really shouldn't be bad-mouthing Kraft Heinz because they gave us a bunch of money to build our rec park here in Godrich. This is true. We won the Project Play Contest to help build the recreation park. We now Bannister Park here yeah. in the town of Godrich. That being said, maybe we should get a bunch of these boxes, pitch them at some good hitters, and just blow these things up. Send a message to Kraft Heinz. We love you because of the new park we have, but this is a bad idea. Stop making garbage. <laughs> 
They're calling it the strongest beer in the world. There's a Scotland-based company, BrewDog. They've partnered up with German brewer Schorschbrauch. Yeah, you said that very well. Is that good? Bueno. So normally when you go to get a beer, they're between 4.5%, 8% ABV. But I'll have like an 8% beer and it's like, whoa, I'm done. This one is 57 Why? Because they found some special process to make beer really strong. Isn't this just whiskey at this point? Yeah, it's it's rye at that point. Like hard liquor? You could use that as hand sanitizer. You could. Is that why they're selling it now? (laughs) Maybe so. They're like, disinfect your hands with the hand sanitizer, disinfect your throat with this new beer. All you can handle is one sip, clean your floors with the rest. It would be a great marketing strategy. That's the last beer you have the night. You don't (laughs) want to drink that beer first. You want to have that one last, and then you're just out for the night. We could split one. CAA has issued a statement telling people, please stop treating your masks like fuzzy dice. Yeah, a lot of people hanging them from the rearview mirror. A lot of people, almost every car I looked at yesterday had their mask hanging from the rearview mirror. But I get it. It's a convenient place to put it. You can see it so and you can grab it pretty easily. It makes a lot of sense. I've been doing this. Safety hazard. And depending on the laws in your province, you could actually be liable for distracted driving. Could lead to maybe charges. Where to keep it in the car? Because you do want to keep it in the car so it's handy. Otherwise, you get to the store and you're like, ah, I forgot my mask. Do you scream into the sky when you forget your mask? I do, actually. (laughs) Oh, why? Why, Corona? So we asked you, our listeners, where do you keep your face mask in the car? Tambry, she uses a chip clip and then attaches that chip clip to the vent. It's a weird contraption, but totally works. It works. It looks great. And it's attached to the vent, too, so it probably gets some of that nice air circulation, dries off the mask if you've been wearing it for a while. It's a great idea. Very cool. Daryl says he keeps it in his pockets. Pixie says it's in a bag in her purse. Is that Pixie's real name? Is Pixie a name people have? Yeah, it is. I guess my name's Fatty. I shouldn't be talking. Jessica says she keeps it in the console. Smart. That's where I keep mine as well. Well, see, I took mine off my rearview mirror, and I keep mine in the CD holder. (laughs) Don't listen to CDs anymore? I don't have any CDs anymore. You don't listen to your old Savage Garden And it's really cool. I put the mask up to it and it like sucks it in. Press the thing and it comes out. You made that up. Stop lying to people. It feels so futuristic. I'm going to tell my nieces and nephews. It's the mask holder. Every car comes with one now. All new cars come with them. They won't know what a CD is. We had our first company Zoom meeting yesterday. It was everything we had expected it would be. I've never had a Zoom call before. Including all the characters that you see on every Zoom call. We got the girl whose face is in the bottom corner of the screen and needed to adjust her webcam. The guy with the hangover sitting in complete darkness. (laughs) You don't even know if he has clothes on. There was one person webcam kind of next to their keyboard (laughs) on the desk so you're looking up. You're just looking at their chin the whole time. And then there's the distant shot. Like four people at a table somewhere. (laughs) And when they talk, because the microphone's so far, the room's echoey. Speak up! They're talking from, like, back here. And then at one point, you're thinking, did they just put mannequins in their place? Then there's the latecomer that makes that big sound when they join the call, like... Sorry I'm late. Uh, I'm so sorry for interrupting. The presenter did a great job. But he looked so much like Brian Wilson. (laughs) 
<laughs> that we couldn't help but make Beach Boy jokes the entire time. Mixed with the curiosity of what books are they reading? What's on that shelf? Yeah, and you're looking at everybody else's backgrounds. Our presenter had a guitar in the background. Yeah. So I was like, is that a Strat or some kind of Ibanez? So when he asked for questions, going to be like, hey, what kind of guitar is that? Well, we're guessing a Fender Stratocaster. And then there was that time I was wondering, is that a porn site that that guy has open in his Google Chrome <laughs> tab? <laughs> All the characters. Oh, it's a good time. So kids, if you're doing the Zoom school, I feel for you. <laughs> you're doing great. Just keep trucking. Karen Halloween face mask. It's that privileged white lady with the Karen haircut, shriveled up scary face, sold out everywhere. You can't find them. We figured, <laughs> hey, if you wanted a local angle on a scary Halloween mask, we got a couple ideas for you. My first idea, you get a mask of Premier Doug Ford. It's got the greased hair. You scare the locals by threatening to make beer cost more than a dollar. Ooh. Ah! Doug Ford's not that scary. A Justin Trudeau mask. Uh -huh. comes, comes in two colors, white and black. And I then, get it. And then there's a limited edition mask of Huron Bruce MPP Lisa Thompson. It's scary because it threatens to repeal the 2015 sex ed curriculum. Oh, dear. Going way back, that one. The Godrich Mayor John Grace costume. It comes with a big mustache and a beach bylaw officer stuffy. There you go. He spent a lot of time down at the beach there this summer. The mustache is so soft on that The mustache, mask. very distinguishable. Huron County Conservative MP Ben Lobb costume. It's not scary either, but it does require two kids for both the top and the bottom of the suit because he's so tall. And it comes with Windex to shine up the head. He's got a beautiful bald head on him, not judging. This dad in Ohio, setting up for Halloween, he created this little tube on the handrail going up to his house. He can throw candy down it. The kids get the candy. They stay six feet away. Halloween survives. Candy shoot. How fun is that? We got some cool elements we can use here to get the candy to the kids. Outside the Huron County Museum, they got all these old cannons that just haven't been used in years. Let's put those cannons to use. You fill them up with some Smarties, you launch them. Maybe we could use the tank, too. Oh, why not, oh, right? Shoot candy all over town. Create a candy cannon with your leaf blower. Fill that leaf blower with candy and... You're getting the leaf blower out now anyways. There's no shortage of hockey sticks. The slap shot off the porch approach. Ooh, you slap that Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup at each kid. It'd be awesome. This is funner than regular Halloween. Mini parachutes. We could use face masks as parachutes, drop them from the second story of our house, float down into the kids' bags. What a great idea. You put some Reese's pieces in a shotgun shell, you shoot it above the kids' heads. Pow! Technically illegal, but fun. What could go wrong? We got that Hercules aircraft the big military aircraft that does flights above Goddard every once in a while. You just drop candy out of the sky from there. Yeah, does that have like those big drop doors on the bottom? So we could all meet at the airport one day, bring all of our candy, and then the Hercules flies over and all over the whole town. Bunch of broken windows and <laughs> broken arms. We should totally do this. What could go wrong? It's going to be the best Halloween ever. We've saved Halloween. Canada has the best whiskey in the world, apparently. According to one dude who judges whiskey worldwide. Yeah, the guy who writes the whiskey Bible. It's one guy. The coveted prize, of course, is getting the World Whiskey of the Year. An Alberta Premium Cask Strength Rye, he says, is the best whiskey in the world. Beautiful Alberta. I thought they just drank oil in Alberta. Right from the ground. And you can confirm this if you've been to Alberta. They just put their mouths right on the ground. You drink that oil straight. Just sun. stick a straw in the ground and... <laughs> that's good oil. Puts hair on your chest and cancer in your prostate. Nobody in Huron County won the $65 million Lotto Max jackpot last week. Aww. Aww. 
But we learned that the winning ticket was bought in the Temiskaming Cochrane region. And if you don't know that area, it's way, way, way north in so Ontario. Like North Bay, Thunder Bay, uh, that area? Yeah, it's about six hours north of Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, way It up is there. north, but not quite as far west as Thunder Bay. But you're getting north. And it was James and Erica Wickman, retired couple. They won the $65 million bucks. Now, what you may not know is when you win this, you got to go to the OLG Prize Claim Center in Toronto. You have to drive all the way there from Northern Ontario? They had to drive <laughs> from Temiskaming area down to Toronto. Ten hours. They did it with 22 members of their family. It was a caravan of the Wickmans. They probably paid for gas for everybody, too. A bunch of Wick men and women driving down to Toronto. <laughs> they said their number one priority, priority numero uno, helping their four kids and their 11, soon to be 12 grandkids. I'm pretty sure I have some relatives up there. You got I'm some relatives up he there? Heading to Ancestry.com right now, see if there's any kind of connection. They got a lot of family. Yeah. And they said they want to buy homes and start education funds for all their family. They could just buy the whole town of Hearst. All I'm saying is these people are from Hearst, Ontario. <laughs> Maybe if you got family in Hearst, just hit up 23 and Me. They're definitely not Hearsting for money. Shame uh-huh. on you for that joke. I'm giving you the crickets. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.